today we continue in our study of the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5. It's our new behavior once we come to Christ and begin the process of maturing. Uh, we become people of, and we've reflected on it the last few weeks, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and today, goodness. This word's usually a really boring word, goodness. I remember as a child, when I was old enough to be left alone, while mom or dad would run some errands, they would, before leaving the house, look at me and say, now while I'm gone, you be good. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll be good. So they would go and run on their errands and come back in a little while. And when they returned, they'd ask me, well, were you good? I would say I was good. Now, it wasn't really exactly true. Uh, hold on. Don't go there. I mean, I didn't set the house on fire. Well, just that one time, but we won't talk about that. Uh, I wasn't really good. I just didn't do anything. I, I just didn't do anything at all. I mean, I didn't bake cookies to take to the neighbors. I wasn't that good. I, I didn't clean the gutters of the shut-in. I, I wasn't that good. I didn't raise money for missions. I, I wasn't that good. That good. I, I just didn't do anything. And we sometimes think that being good is just maybe not doing anything bad. We sometimes respond to others who ask us if we need anything. We say, no, I'm good. Which kind of gives them permission not to do anything. But it's more than that in the fruit of the Spirit. Goodness, goodness is much more than doing nothing. And it's much more than not being bad. Speaking of being bad, uh, our world seems to make a, a bigger deal and celebrate badness more than goodness at times, don't they? Songs are written about badness in the secular world. Not a lot of songs in the secular world are about goodness. Michael Jackson made a fortune about being bad. George Thurgood sang about being bad to the bone, if you recall that. Jim Croce wrote about bad, not good, good Leroy Brown. He was bad, bad Leroy Brown. Maybe the best of us. And we've had, you know, Bach and Beethoven, so here I am with these. Uh, James Brown sang about being super bad. Not just bad, but James Brown was super bad. It's hard to find a, a secular song on goodness. I couldn't find it. The word for goodness in the Greek language, agasothuni, is, is only found in the Bible. It's not in secular literature. This word that is defined as goodness in Galatians 5 is not found anywhere else but in Scripture. And the reason being is that it can only be found in the lives of believers because the Spirit of God. If you don't have the Spirit of God, it's not going to happen. People can try to be good in, in some ways in this world, but it's not God kind of good. Uh, that's the point Jesus is making in John chapter 15, verse 5, when he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and, and I in them bear much fruit because you're connected to God. But because apart from me, you can do nothing. Paul talks about the difference in Romans chapter 7, beginning in verse 18. Paul says this, and we can all relate. He says, you know, I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh, in me. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. 
For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that sin, but sin that dwells in me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do this, what is good, evil lies close at hand. Paul talked about his natural, physical self. And later on he asked, who can rescue me? God can rescue us and make us good. That's why the word's only found in the Bible. Goodness comes from our connection to God. Some definitions I found of goodness that I liked. One is this. Goodness is virtue and holiness in action. Virtue and holiness in action. Another one that I like is goodness is godliness lived out in practical ways. Godliness lived out in practical ways. Some versions of Scripture define goodness as generosity. In the New Revised Standard Version that I like and use a lot, look at how it says that the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. By contrast to the way we once were. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, And there you see the word generosity. Instead of goodness, they have translated it as generosity. And so let's talk about it from that perspective today. Generosity being holiness in action, living out our faith in practical ways by giving to others. I want to look at a stark contrast in Scripture that talks about, well, goodness. Someone that had it and someone that, well, they didn't. Matthew tells the story in chapter 26. While Jesus was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment. She poured it on his head as he sat at the table. When his disciples saw it, they were angry and said, why this waste? This ointment could have been sold for a large sum and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She's performed a good service for me. You'll always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. By pouring this ointment on my body, she's prepared me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. What do you think of this woman? Some say that this is Mary, the sister to Lazarus and to Martha, because there's a similar story in the Gospel of John. Maybe it's the same story, maybe not. We don't know. The Gospel of Mark tells us that this perfume would cost 300 denarii. A denarii is what you made in a day. So this is 300 days' work, basically a year salary. Imagine taking whatever you make in a year and giving it to Jesus in one act like that. This was a generous act, an act of goodness. And about it, Jesus said, truly I tell you in verse 13, wherever this good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. He was right, what he always is. Here we are 2,000 years later bragging about this generous, good act. And this act of goodness is flipped over and we see the other side of the coin in the following verses.
because we see just the opposite of goodness. Verse 14. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I betray him, Jesus, to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment on, he began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Isn't that an amazing contrast? And it is no coincidence, it is back to back in Matthew 26. The woman is remembered for her generosity and her goodness, and Jesus said she'll be remembered forever for this. And Judas is remembered, well, how do you remember him? Do you remember him for a shameful act of selfishness, betrayal? And look what Jesus said of that in Matthew 26, verse 24. The Son of Man goes that it is written of him, but woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one to have not have been born. Wow. The woman will be remembered forever for her good act, and it would have been better for this one to have never been born. And within us are the abilities to be both ways. Right? We can be generous, giving, loving, kind, joyful people, or we can be the opposite. It doesn't seem natural to give. Giving becomes something that we learn when we come to Christ. One of our natural instincts seems to be keeping, not giving away. But then we find Christ, or He finds us, Everything changes, or it should. Let's look at another great example of generosity. In 2 Corinthians 8, we find something out about a wonderful group of people. Now, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in His kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. We'll stop right there for just a second. We know it's a church. We know they're having trouble. And we know they're poor in Macedonia. But look what it says. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. The world would not understand that. The world would not get people that are under attack and poor being overflowing and having abundant joy and overflowing in generosity. Verse 3, for I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it on their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing the gift for the believers in Jerusalem, taking up an offering to give to missions. They even did more than we had hoped, for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. I love the description of these friends in Macedonia. I love despite their circumstances, and we all have circumstances, don't we? Despite their circumstances, because of the fruit of the Spirit, we see that they're joyful and they're also generous. And I'm sure all the other fruit are present in their lives as well. But I love what it's found in verse 5, talking about them. Their first action was to give themselves to the Lord. That's where it starts. These fruit are not going to happen until we give ourselves to God. 
Their priorities were right. And that's why they gave. Remember of the two definitions earlier, goodness is virtue and holiness in action, and goodness is godliness lived out in practical ways. That is true. And so now I want to challenge you to follow what it says in 1 John chapter 3, verses 16, 17, and 18. We know love by this, that He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and in action. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to ask you to do something in being generous to somebody in this world. It might be at work. It might be in your family. It might be in your neighborhood. We had a great deacons meeting last Sunday after church. Let's see. Charlie Hartsfield was there and Mitch Higgins was there and Buddy Ennis was there and Ralph Clark was there. Harry Enzbein wasn't there. Maybe that's why it was such a good meeting. I don't know. <laughs> but I want to tell you a couple of things that happened. You can tell him that when he gets married. Fortunately, you are generous. And we're just a little bit ahead of our budget. Just a little bit. So we're talking about doing some things. The air conditioner is sick. And God wants us to have air conditioning. You, you agree to that, don't you? We have that. I do give an amen that way. But we're a little bit. And we have a list of things to do. The air conditioning. And there's a project across the street. With hopefully the Providence Project becoming a youth center. And a three-story building. And doing some work on the old cemetery. And we do need to give to those. But at the, at the meeting, it was interesting. One of the first and foremost ideas came that we should give more to missions than we do to the church. How about that? And so we decided, and we can vote on it if you want to, but I bet you're for it, that this Christmas, on Sunday, December the 23rd, which will be here quick. The younger you are, the longer it'll take for it to get here. But if you get older again, that's like day after tomorrow, December the 23rd. On Sunday, the 23rd of December, we want to take whatever we put in the offering plate and give it away to missions. Anything that comes into the church, we want to give away today. You think that's a good idea? That comes because of goodness. That comes because of a connection. That comes because of the fruit of the Spirit. As Christian believers, we're to be generous. As a church, we need to be generous too. This week, the fruit of goodness and generosity will be echoing through the halls of this building. Vacation Bible School. So many have done so much to get ready. Uh, this was born on among the women praying on Monday nights. I bet they would love for you to join them on Monday nights. Is it, when's the next one? I think I'll see you tomorrow We're skipping tomorrow night because of VBS, but we'll do it soon. The next week. The next Monday night. Ladies, you're welcome to join the next. This was born from that. So many have done so much. My sister even came from Birmingham, Alabama and took a week off of work to come and help us. 
she's staying at my house, so I'm making a sacrifice too. But bless you for your generosity. Bless you for bearing fruit. That's what we do. A couple of things we want to do as we close. We want to pray for Vacation Bible School. If you're working in VBS this week, would you please rise? You're working in VBS this week. Why don't you stand up? Why don't you come to the front? Y'all come up to the front. Y'all come up to the front now. We want to pray for.